the episode. I'm your first prophet, Kyle Sweeney. <laughs> I guess I'm your second prophet, Melanie. And I'm your special guest prophet, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is, of course, um, episode 10, the Easter episode, um, in which our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, um, fulfilled the prophecy of dying and then coming back and rising from the dead. Mm-hmm. On the podcast. <laughs> yes, it was foretold in episode two. <laughs> that we that there would be at least ten episodes, and that the tenth one would fall on Easter. Um, so, so happy Easter to everyone out there. Since uh, since it is uh, the most important day to all Christians today, um, and so I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the Easter Bunny specifically, <laughs> and and the fact that the Easter Bunny lays eggs. Right. Yep. <laughs> you know, like normal like <laughs> normal like normal mammals do. <laughs> uh do you guys have any idea why the Easter bunny was chosen for this most holiest of days? Uh no. My guess is because it's cute. <laughs> My guess is uh because it's it's so uh it's like a symbol of fertility. And uh, quick procreation and rebirth. <laughs> I, okay, I like the rebirth element. I, I mean, it's a little bit like the the reincarnation of Jesus, um, right? But I think it is a little bit creepy to be thinking about um, rebirth and specifically mating, uh, mm-hmm. or birth in general, fertility on the day that. Uh, you know, during the three-day period that Jesus was brutally killed by the Jews. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Remember when we weren't going to talk about religion? <laughs> <laughs> let's stop. Let's stop talking about religion and let's move on to just specifically about the well, Easter Bunny. <laughs> yeah. Well, we we just watched a news segment about a church that sent out um, these postcards. That said, maybe Josh remembers, I'll probably mess it up. Do you remember what it said, Josh? It says, uh, bunnies stay dead, uh, <laughs> but Jesus didn't. Yeah. And on the on the front of the postcard, so it had that text on the front of the postcard, and then it also had a dead bunny. <laughs> like, <laughs> really? a, like a picture of a dead bunny, not like a cartoon, but like a picture of a dead Like an actual dead. picture of a dead bunny? Yeah, yep. and they mailed it out to like people in the neighborhood around the church. Oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> I would I would hate to go to that uh Easter egg hunting <laughs> party. <laughs> right. It's like why are you killing the bunnies? <laughs> when they when they first put it up on the like when they first started the segment and they showed it, I thought it was going to be about like, you know, don't go and buy a bunny for your kids on Easter unless you're really going to take care of it, you know. But it turned out it was just it was about Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that reminds me a little bit about, uh, when we were at, at Texas A&M or when I was there, I guess you were there too, since you were there the same amount of time that I was, um, there was, a like near, uh, Rudder Fountain, there were some, uh, 
some uh, Christian group there that was handing out snow cones. And uh, the the snow cone had something printed on the side of it. And, uh, like, when you held it like a normal snow cone, like with the snow cone stuff in it, it said mm-hmm. life. But then when you were done with it and you turned it upside down, it said death. Hmm. What? What was the point? Uh, I think it was to, like, totally freak out people who just ate this thing. <laughs> <laughs> from some religious group. <laughs> That's really weird. I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I didn't actually eat one of these. Lauren did. <laughs> uh, and she told me about it and how freaked out she was. <laughs> I really like that technology. That sounds pretty cool. Right. Yeah, it was like... Uh, like, imagine... Um, like, a sort of hard-to-read word. <laughs> uh, and... Like, it has, like, a lot of, like, horizontal and vertical lines that crisscross. Um, right. And one way it clearly says life, and, and you turn it upside down, it clearly says death. Well, huh. somewhat clearly. Right. That's Def- the, the effect was definitely kind of cool, but I don't know, like you said, Melanie, I don't know what they were going for <laughs> with that. Because there wasn't <laughs> like, any, like, there wasn't, like, a pamphlet stapled to it or anything. <laughs> it sounds like the point is um, even snow cones are life and death. <laughs> or like now you ate the snow cone and it is dead <laughs> yeah I, w- I would like a little bit of a clearer message I think with that yeah. even friends, snow cone. friends I have good news <laughs> even snow cones are mortal um, uh, sorry go ahead well this is sort of a an unnecessary small tangent, but the other day I told Josh that I wanted a water flavored snow cone. <laughs> water flavored? <laughs> because our water wasn't cold enough. <laughs> yeah. And our ice, you know how like um your freezer, like if you have smelly stuff in there, it'll like the ice will start to taste and smell like whatever your freezer smells like. Yeah. Um it that has started happening. And so I can't just add ice to my water because then it makes my water taste bad. So hmm. I decided we should get a water-flavored snow cone. So just like shaved ice. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was going back to the Easter Bunny. Um, Melanie, I think you mentioned that it was chosen because it's cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think there's like, I mean, do you think it's important that whenever they chose the animal that it was able to hop? <laughs> um, or do you think it's purely the, uh, the sort of mystery around, like the mystery around how it lays eggs sort of corresponds with the mystery of how Jesus came back to life? Yeah, I mean, it seems like it's, uh, like a crossover between a bunny and like a, a chicken or a duck or something. So, so I that, was thinking I was thinking more like reptilian like uh, it could be a, yeah. it could be a frog uh-huh. just uh except the eggs are like the size of like a well I guess they're not always the same size but those little plastic eggs they're are, like the size of chicken a egg shaped yeah well what if this was like some sort of genetically engineered bullfrog <laughs> in in a Easter bunny outfit <laughs> That actually yeah. makes more sense, yeah. 
Could you imagine if you were uh, going Easter egg hunting and every plastic egg you opened had a, a little tadpole swimming in it? <laughs> That'd be so weird. Oh, a lot of those tadpoles would die. <laughs> yeah, they would. I think one most Easter, tadpoles uh, die anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one Easter, my cousins put a, uh, a lizard inside one of those little plastic eggs oh, and no. gave it to my aunt and she like freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing about the Easter bunny, so I've noticed because I have, um, I have a handful of friends who have babies right now. And, uh, so they've all taken their babies to have their picture taken with the Easter bunny. Um, that is the worst, like, costume <laughs> that an adult can wear. It's super freaky. If you've ever <laughs> seen a picture of a baby with the Easter Bunny, it has, like, demented eyes. And his face is so scary. Like, like as some, one of my friends said something about trying to get her baby to take a picture with the Easter Bunny, but it wouldn't stop crying. And I was like, well, no kidding. That thing is so scary. <laughs> it's not like Santa Claus. Like, it's really, really freaky. And it's weird that, like, they try to uh, offset that somewhat by dressing it up. Like, sometimes they'll have, like, a vest and a bow tie. Or, like, a or hat. Like that. Yeah, some sort of hat. And it's like, that is not helping. That is making it weird. <laughs> yeah. Um... While we're on the topic of weird baby-related things, uh, Melanie, you mentioned something just before the show that has me um, intrigued. So you want to go ahead and lay that out there? Sure. So I will preface this by saying um, that if if we end up making fun of this, which I think we will, um, I... I feel like it's okay because this is something that I'm actually seriously considering doing. <laughs> <laughs> so if people get offended by what we have to say about it, um, it's all, it's all in good fun. <laughs> so, so this is, um, when I, I started looking for, um, you know, like books about birth and, uh, and sort of like what, what kind of, scenario or birth plan we wanted to have uh, when, when we have our baby. And I came across this method um, that's called hypnobirthing. And um, so it's sort of a combination of birth and hypnosis. Sure. <laughs> and, uh, and I've been telling all my friends about this because on the one hand, I think it's really cool. And on the other hand, it's a little weird. <laughs> Um, and so the, the basic premise of this method is that you can sort of hypnotize yourself so that you don't feel pain during labor. Um, and so it's more, it's like, so some of the other methods, like, I mean, I, I'm not an expert on them, but other methods, uh, a lot of times are about sort of distracting you from pain that you might be in or, or whatever. And this method, it's sort of, you sort of bypass all of that by not being afraid in the first place. <laughs> um, and so if you're not afraid, you won't feel pain. And it's sort of like a mind over matter kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, but <laughs> if you only listen to the, <laughs> like, the main points of this method, it sounds ridiculous. So, um, so they have these, it's sort of a combination of relaxation and visualization that's supposed to help you avoid pain 
And um, so I got the book, and so uh, I'll just share a little part of it. Um, but there's so a one book? Of, yeah, there's a book, and then you can also take classes and stuff. Um, so so there's these visual, visualization techniques that you can do. And the first one, and this is like the main one, is called rainbow relaxation. (laughs) 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 And so probably if you only heard that much about this method, you'd be like, okay, this is for hippies, (laughs) clearly. Um, So let me tell you. So they have these scripts and you, you like, you follow the script to, uh, to do the visualization. Um, And so it's all about like, breathing until you're sort of in like a deep relaxation state and then uh and then here's where it picks up with rainbow relaxation so maybe i'll just read the first part of this it says uh once you have brought yourself into this calm state of relaxation picture yourself gently resting on a bed of strawberry colored mist that is about a foot and a half high picture the soft red mist as a mist of natural relaxation flowing through and around your body Continue to relax until it seems that your body is almost weightless and seems to meld into the mist. Feel the colored mist caressing your shoulders, midriff, buttocks, and legs. Allow yourself to let go and feel as though you are floating on the strawberry-colored mist. Feel the gentle sway. Feel this soft mist saturating your body as you go deeper into relaxation. Feel your body growing numb, almost as though it were a piece of soft strawberry-colored cloth. Allow yourself to feel the mist of deep relaxation permeating your mind and body from the top of your head to your toes. Feel the tingling of relaxation on the soles of your feet. Imagine your own natural mist of relaxation swirling over and around your body, mind and body at peace and tranquil. (laughs) And then it goes on. Now picture yourself resting on a bed of pale orange colored mist (laughs) and you go through the colors (laughs) of the rainbow. Oh, uh, can I just tell you, after you read that, I am feeling a lot more relaxed. Yeah. That's just like thinking. super, super relaxed and pain-free. <laughs> yeah. This is the thing. It sounds crazy, but I think it actually works. <laughs> I'm thinking it might be time for a nap is what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, and I'm totally ready to give birth right now. I mean, like I said, like, it sounds really funny. Like, when I tell people about it and I'm like, yeah, so you imagine yourself in a bed of strawberry colored mist. They're like, that is insane. <laughs> imagine yourself completely numb, like a strawberry colored piece of cloth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They have other ones. You imagine, like, the the uh, muscles of your uterus are like blue satin ribbons. <laughs> how do you imagine that your? how do you I'm even sure imagine your is- uterus muscles? <laughs> well, one thing that's cool about the book is it it like tells you exactly what happens in your body, and so it actually shows you like apparently you have sort of like um, long muscles that go up and down the length of your uterus, and then well, not yours because you're your guy, but right. um, and then they have other ones towards the bottom of your uterus that are more circular. They go like around the circumference of your uterus, and so you imagine that the um, I don't remember which ones, but but whatever, whichever muscles they are, you imagine that they are like blue satin ribbons. Probably That's interesting. The long ones. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, how come there's not a book for men about <laughs> <laughs> about man parts? If I want to know, I want to know what muscles are surrounding my vast deferens. Yeah. Uh, there may be, Kyle. 
I mean, have you looked? <laughs> have, I, have I sought out any of these books? No, I think that's the problem. Like, men don't have, like, a common experience that we go through that's, like, life-changing. Other than to have their wife or or whoever, life partner, um, have a baby. And for them to have, like, uh, phantom pains or whatever. Yeah. What are those called? Sympathy pains. Sympathy yeah. pains. Not phantom yeah. pains. <laughs> I think phantom I mean, pains are like when you lose a limb and you can yeah. still feel it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm thinking of doing this method. And I think uh, it might be... <laughs> so, so you're thinking of doing this method instead of like getting like an epidural? Yeah. Or is there any other way that you can give birth that is well, like any other drug you can take besides you know having a injection of something into your spinal column uh well i mean i think there are varying degrees from like a completely natural birth to um something as uh as medically controlled as like a c-section um like you could you could have you could give birth vaginally with an epidural but right. that's like so that's like a degree of medical uh intervention or whatever um and then they have other they can give you drugs that are not through an epidural um so you could opt for something like that if you wanted something but you didn't you didn't want an epidural um <clears throat> but this method and like natural birth would be like no medicine at all no other kinds of intervention other than the mist other than yeah, other than other than hypnotizing yourself. <laughs> there should be uh there should be like this same book that talks about like visualizing the different parts of your, your female anatomy during childbirth. Mm-hmm. Um where like if you get a C section, it's like imagine your blue ribbons <laughs> just completely getting destroyed. Oh. <laughs> or imagine imagine your uh your spinal column and uh, that mist that's surrounding you becomes like some sort of numbing poison that goes directly into your spine. <laughs> uh, something tells me that that would just make people very afraid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet that book wouldn't sell very well. Probably yeah. not. I mean, one thing that they talk about in this book is that even if you... I mean, obviously, like you have a birth plan, but things don't always go the way that you hope they will go. Because sometimes you need intervention or you have to have a c-section for some medical reason right um and so they talk about using the visualization to just like relax you so like many women are very fearful when they go in for a c-section especially if they weren't planning to have one um but then this this kind of like relaxation will help you to like deal with that if, if that happens so uh does that happen a lot that they have to do an emergency c-section uh, I don't know what the statistics are. Um, it's about twenty-five uh, percent. Yeah. Were, were they have to? Well, uh, see, it's, there's a lot of debate about this, about whether it's necessary or not, um, or whether the doctor just wants to go home. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, so like, I mean, I'm trying to figure out the shortest way of saying this because obviously I've done a lot of research on it, but. Um, it sort of depends on the environment that you're in and how willing your caregiver is to sort of let your body do things naturally or to do things, you know, as close to naturally as, as it's able. 
Um, and then there are things like time constraints that some doctors will start to, um, if your labor isn't progressing by a certain amount of time, then they'll start suggesting interventions. Um, but I would say that it's usually only medically necessary if there is a threat to the mother or the baby, um, which oftentimes is something like the baby's heart rate will take dips. Um, and so they like, so the baby's not getting enough oxygen, in which case it's advantageous to try to get the baby out faster. Um, but other times it's just a matter of like, you're dilating for a long time and then you stall and nothing's happening for a few hours. But if the baby is not experiencing, uh, discomfort or, or it's not in any danger and the mother's not in any danger, then there wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a medical necessity to have a C-section. But Uh at that point, some doctors would recommend a C-section. Right. Because they don't want to be there all night. Yeah. And, and (laughs) (laughs) well, yeah. And I mean, sometimes, sometimes mothers will be very, very exhausted by the labor process. And so when things stall, it's sort of like emotionally and psychologically like upsetting. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've heard of people like being in labor for like more than 24 hours. Like, yeah, is it, is it possible to like halfway through it, just fall asleep for a couple hours? (laughs) Well, that's what I've heard, but (laughs) that it is possible. Yeah. I mean, I think it probably depends on the severity and duration and frequency of your contractions. Sure. Like I, I wouldn't imagine sleeping through really intense contractions, but, um, but sometimes like you'll have contractions and then they'll sort of stop for a little while. Um, or you want, they, they'll sort of change throughout your labor process. So it's like once, uh, labor starts, then basically you're in labor until you have the baby, right? Yeah. They, but there's different stages of labor. Yeah. I um, mean, like you could, you could start having contractions and start, your cervix can start thinning and dilating like a week before you even feel like you're in active labor. I feel like they should, uh, just consider that labor so women could brag about, I was in labor for eight days. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some, but some people do consider that to be part of labor. It just, yeah. it depends on how you, how you define the stages of labor, I guess. That's like, that's like the labor appetizer. Yeah. <laughs> you have some, before the full course. <laughs> and sometimes you have, they call them like warm up contractions or like practice contractions, which are not painful, but you can tell you're having a contraction. And so those are sort of like, you know, like your body's gearing up, but you could have those for a couple of weeks before you have like painful contractions. Um, well, and then you can have like false labor too, right? So, right, yeah. I feel yeah. like that should count also. <laughs> <laughs> they should call that, uh, you know how, how, uh, pyrite is fool's gold? They should call that right. fool's labor. <laughs> You could get sent home from the hospital. Oh, you're just having fool's labor. (laughs) That's the kind of labor that fools have before they're real labor. (laughs) Um, Are you guys planning on getting a, uh, is it, I think it's called like a dually or a doula? A doula. Doula. (laughs) A dually is a truck, I believe. (laughs) Isn't it also like a thing that you put hot dishes on? That's a That's doily. A doily. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, it's, 
I've read that it can be advantageous to have one, especially if you're committed to a particular birth plan that the doctor uh, seems intent on not following. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've heard as well. Like, like I know that a lot of times people will have like friends or family or like the husband or whatever there um, mm-hmm. to like uh, to like try to make the doctor or the nurses or everyone like follow the plan that was originally right. set out. But the problem with that is that most of the time, all those people are sort of inexperienced right. and will sort of cave when when the mother caves or when the doctor is like really trying to push one way or the other. Whereas like a doula uh, has all that experience and knows when the doctor's kind of bullshitting you and <laughs> knows right. when the knows when the mother needs like a kick in the pants uh, <laughs> right. to, to carry through with it. So, right, yeah. I mean, uh, I haven't really looked into having a doula, but. I could I could see it being really beneficial. I think for us, since we're not uh, we don't have a ton of money, <laughs> we probably won't spend extra money to have that person there. But I think they're really beneficial. So, uh, so doulas aren't like some sort of nonprofit <laughs> thing, or <laughs> <laughs> they're just they really love babies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you had a friend who was a doula, she might be willing to just offer her services but i'm wondering if maybe uh if we advertised for a particular doula <laughs> on this podcast <laughs> if they would be willing to uh to do a little trade a trade yeah. for what sponsorship basically yeah ad- advertisement oh, okay. i mean this this podcast started off as um you know a way for mom to to catch up on what we're doing uh and it ended up being like 50 percent uh childbirth stuff so (laughs) i think our audience now is is like half people interested in childbirth and half mom (laughs) (laughs) yeah well we have a friend who um is interested in becoming a doula but she doesn't live anywhere near us so we could fly her down so she could practice (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) has she ever wanted to be on a podcast (laughs) Because we could go uh, one step further know. than advertising, and we could actually have her get on the podcast and just talk for like five minutes about herself if she wants to. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Well, uh, Carrie, if you're listening, uh, you can give Melanie an email. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're giving you the opportunity for some self-promotion here. Uh, okay, so is that is that pretty much the gist of hypnobirthing? Yeah, that's pretty much the gist of it. So, like, are, I mean, is it real hypnosis or is it really just sort of like a relaxation, kind of like almost like a, um, well, I can't think of the word when you like meditation. I think it's more like meditation. It seems to me that it's sort of like reframing whatever your body is experiencing in your mind so that you experience it as something else. Um, and so, and then they even have like different language. Like, there's a chart. This shows like normal words that people use to talk about labor and then words that they replace those with. <laughs> so, uh, so like instead of the birth canal, they call it the birth path or like, um, instead of, uh, oh, instead of pain, they use words like pressure or tingling or whatever. <laughs> and so, um, <laughs> and, which, you know, if, admittedly, when I saw that, I was like, oh, so maybe you really are in pain, but you're just calling it pressure. <laughs> yeah. Guys, I'm having so much tingling right now. <laughs> you don't even know. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I think that you just, 
I think that you go so deeply into your mind that you can sort of like, it's sort of like if you're freezing, but you just tell yourself, I'm really hot. I'm in a desert. I'm sweating. Like sometimes you can make your body feel hot instead of cold. Uh huh. I think it's sort of like that. Is there a replacement word for crowning? Uh, I think there probably is. Let me see if I can find it. I know that they don't say catch the baby. They say receive the baby. <laughs> catch? Yeah. Is that, that what they, is that what they call it? I think that's the medical term, yeah. yeah. Catching. <laughs> uh, let's see. It's not like uh, digging out the baby. <laughs> harvesting the baby. Harvesting the baby. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just like cut out all this silence. Yeah, this is exciting. <laughs> of course, Good the people learning. listening to this later are gonna hear like no pauses at all, and then I'm gonna say we're gonna cut out this silence, and then you're gonna go into whatever it is that the <laughs> replacement word is. Okay, let me see. I found the page that it's on. Let me see if they have crowning. Oh, they don't have crowning. No, well, crowning doesn't sound like such a terrible word. It's almost like you're giving birth to a king. Yeah. <laughs> this right. is like the royal, uh, like, uh, I don't know, crowning. <laughs> <laughs> What's the, is there, a, is there a word for when somebody becomes king? That's yeah, a coronation. Coronation. Yeah. Royal coronation. That's what they should yeah. call it. Instead of crowning, they should call it the royal coronation. <laughs> <laughs> you're That's royal coronating point. now. <laughs> one more push. Uh, they have on here. They don't call it the fetus. They call it the preborn or the unborn baby. The preborn. That sounds yeah. weird. Preborn. Yeah, that actually sounds kind of creepy. That sounds yeah, like the name of like some horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> preborn. Like a sci-fi horror film or something. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I don't think. Um, I don't really think that I like fetus or unborn or preborn maybe like pupa pupa <laughs> uh pre butterfly <laughs> <laughs> well not, not, so it's like larva you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um i've taken to sometimes referring to the baby as babysaurus babysaurus yeah, and so uh, I'm thinking of just calling it pre-babysaurus. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, most people don't refer to it as fetus when it's in them anyway. Like, most people just call it the baby, even right. before it's born. So. Yeah, I don't see what's wrong with calling it the baby all the time. Because, yeah. uh, I mean, it's not like... The doc- well, I would hope the doctor is not like sitting there like, you have a you have an unborn baby in you right now, and then as soon as it gets out, he's like, you have a baby, but it's outside of you. <laughs> you have a born baby. This is the post baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, most doctors don't even refer to it as fetus. Like. Yeah. I mean, maybe, like, medically they do, but when they're talking to you, they don't usually say, like, your fetus is, you know, <laughs> however much weight or whatever. Um, Just, like, you really want to make sure your doctor never uses the word xenomorph. <laughs> what is that? Uh, I think that's the name of the species from the Aliens movies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not. 
Um, okay, yeah, my my intention here was not to, to say anything terrifying. <laughs> so I apologize to you or anyone who's pregnant and listening to this. Uh, you guys want to take a quick break? Sure. <laughs> All right, you guys have been listening to Taekwondo, The Shame Chronicles. We'll be right back. All right, uh, welcome back. Um, guys, uh, I want to, uh, to continue one of our most popular segments. Um, I keep mentioning <laughs> the popularity of our segments, even though we've received absolutely no feedback <laughs> on any of them. <laughs> but um, we're going to keep doing them until people complain. Um, but we started this, I think, maybe two episodes ago, and that is the, the segment that we're calling Impressions. Uh, the first one we did was, um, English accents. Uh, but the theme for, for this week's episode or this week's, um, segment is, uh, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger as Count Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Count Chocula or the Count, whichever one you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but basically what this is, is you have to give a famous Arnold Schwarzenegger quote, but you have to say it as Count Dracula. Oh. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> and, the re- and the reason why I'm doing this is because I was going to originally just do Arnold Schwarzenegger, and then I was trying to say all of his quotes, and I sound just like a racist Middle Eastern. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which, which I don't want to do, but Count Dracula, I mean, I'm sure there are a few people from Transylvania, but I doubt anyone who listens to this show. <laughs> so okay. do you guys, do you guys want to hear some of the, some of the potential Arnold Schwarzenegger quotes? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Here's the classic. It's not a tumor. Mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, get to the choppa. <laughs> uh, I'll be back. Um, and then I have two quotes from the worst Arnold Schwarzenegger movie ever made. And that was, uh, I think Batman Forever, where he played Mr. Freeze. <laughs> um, <laughs> where all of his lines were just, um, cold or ice puns. Yeah. <laughs> and so here are the two quotes that I picked. Um, I'm afraid that my condition has left me cold to your pleas of mercy. <laughs> and let's kick some ice. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, so you can choose any of those quotes, or you can come up with some other Arnold Schwarzenegger quote, like maybe um, hasta la vista, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll live. Uh, Sarah Connor. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, didn't he have one about pumping you up? <laughs> that was. Uh, I'm pretty. Uh, that's an SNL skit. Yeah. No, but isn't Hans and Franz his his like brothers or something or <laughs> workout buddies? Yeah, I think it was uh, just making fun of Schwarzenegger. But he yeah. never said like, "I will pump you up." 
It's I will, and then he claps and then says, pump you up. Right, that's him though, right? I I can't confirm or deny <laughs> <laughs> if, if that was an actual quote from Arnold Schwarzenegger. Huh. Can we slightly change the wording so it better fits Count Dracula? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> you have you have to pronounce this as if you were Count Dracula. So if Count Dracula wouldn't Count Dracula <laughs> wouldn't say Choppa, right? And get to the Choppa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can change that to however he would pronounce it. Okay, I have one. I have a I have a a bad impression. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want to pop you up. <laughs> <laughs> he would totally say it that way, right? <laughs> yeah. And I just realized that none of my quotes that I have here have any words that start with W. Right. <laughs> Which is pretty bad. Or anything that starts with V. Right. I guess you could pronounce you could pronounce Arnold Schwarzenegger's name. Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Except isn't that just German? Probably. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Which is also really close to Austrian. Yeah. Uh okay. <laughs> Josh. Do you want to go or do you want me to go? Um I'll say you go. <laughs> All right, uh, I gotta get in character. I was originally gonna do this as just the count. Um, it's not a tumor. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how to use that line because it's my favorite line. <laughs> That's funny. Um, what were what were some of the uh, the lines that you read? I, I there was one I was gonna use, but I forgot it already. Uh, it's not a tumor. Get to the choppa. I'll be back. Uh, I'm afraid that my condition has left me cold to your pleas of mercy. <laughs> Which, that could actually work for Count Dracula. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. And let's kick some ice. Um, let's see. Or hasta la vista, baby. Or <laughs> any other, any other Arnold Schwarzenegger quote that you can come up with. Uh, I'm gonna go with um, I'll be back. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> if you I'll... just add that laugh, yeah. it, you can pretty much yeah. do it for anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <What? Tuba>. Tuba. <laughs> uh, have you guys have you guys ever heard of the um like in in pretty much every Dracula movie now or every vampire? I guess it's particularly Dracula movies. Um. There's always a place where Dracula just says, blah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that happens in, uh, doesn't that happen in The Lost Boys? One of the adults who becomes a vampire. Oh, the one adult, I think, in that movie? The, well, no, not at, not at Herman. The other, uh, there's another guy who ends up being a vampire in that movie, and he there's like a whole section of him just going, blah. 
just like over and over again. Uh, I wish that um, there was a vampire movie <laughs> where once you become a vampire, you almost became like a zombie or something, and the only <laughs> thing you could say is "blah." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so that is the impression segment. Um, if, uh, you out in the listening audience, um, if you have any ideas for what we could do an impression of, um, particularly if it's a combination of two weird things, uh, or maybe more than two weird things, um, send us an email, um, or send us a voicemail, uh, that's, uh, shamechronicles at gmail.com or 91440shame. Um, we're going to take a little break because the next segment is going to be kind of long. Uh, so you've been listening to Taekwondo at the Shame Chronicles. We'll be right back. Alright, uh, welcome back. Um, guys, this next segment, uh, is one of our, one of our oldest segments. This is the, uh, <laughs> the versus segment. We've been doing this for uh, at least three episodes. <laughs> uh, so today's theme is going to be music, and um, I have I have a whole crapload of these. So hopefully we'll get through all of them. Um, if not, we might have to skip some at the end. Uh, but just because we ha- we ran into some um, scoring issues. Uh, that I realized after the last episode, which was that the order of uh, that you guys guess in should really be determined by who's in the lead and not necessarily by just switching off. So instead of just switching off, whoever guesses the first one right, uh, if you're in the lead, you always have to guess first. Okay. Okay. So the first uh, category is acoustic versus electric. And uh-huh. this is, I guess, t- technically any instrument, but I was thinking of guitars when I came up with it. Okay. Um, well, I would be lying if I said electric, because I prefer acoustic, even though that may not be what you probably have chosen. <laughs> so. <laughs> no explanation, you just like it. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the way it sounds better. I mean... It just sounds, like, richer. And I'm not as into the, like, weird experimental kind of music, so, uh, sure. that you could do with an electric guitar, so. Rhythm guitar. Like, rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, experimental music that no one's ever heard of. No, but I mean, like. Like, all music. <laughs> I know that you like to make weird sounds on your guitar. <laughs> so. <laughs> sure, you can make weird sounds on an acoustic. Yeah, That's you true. can. It's it's probably a little harder, I guess, but yeah. Melanie, you should make the argument that um, that you can have an acoustic electric and then do a lot of the things that you can do with an electric guitar on a, on an acoustic guitar. Yeah, what Josh said. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, so is your choice acoustic electric? <laughs> <laughs> No, it's still acoustic. <laughs> because you like the sound of the acoustic part, not the electric part, right? Yeah. Um, I guess I would go with electric. Um, 
from a listening experience because I do think there are a lot of cool things you can it's just, just a lot more possibilities. Sorry. What was that? I sneezed. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. That's what I thought it was, but it sounded more like a cat sneeze or something. <laughs> I was trying to hold it in. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm just going to say electric because, uh, because of the more, more possibilities what you can do. Okay. So Josh, I think you, well, I guess you both kind of hit on one of the fundamental differences between the acoustic and the electric. And that is the electric guitar sort of gives you more options for making weird sounds right. or any, or maybe not weird sounds. I mean, if you like, if you like sounds that are not that weird, you can still make those on an electric guitar. Um, you can even, uh, play an electric guitar without, um, like an overdriven amp, um, to make it sound like you're playing an acoustic guitar, although it's not quite as full as a real acoustic. Yeah. Um, but then the, on the other side, which I think is, uh, the acoustic guitar's greatest advantage is that, um, when the coming, uh, global apocalypse, uh, (laughs) finally hits, we're not going to be able to uh, to make music on the electric guitar anymore, mm-hmm. um, or you can, but I mean, only people that are like within ten feet will be able to hear you. Yep. Um, however, since the the super apocalypse has not hit yet, <laughs> uh, and because I enjoy making weird noises <laughs> and listening to weird noises, uh, I am going to go with electric. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, is what happens. Be- this is what I happens when you, when you have principles. <laughs> you lose. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is in part true because, um, A, I play an acoustic guitar. <laughs> and, uh, B, um, I almost made the argument about not having access to electricity as a benefit for the acoustic guitar, but <laughs> I, I decided not to. <laughs> Uh, okay, so, uh, Melanie, I would have given you half a point had you mentioned the super apocalypse. Um, <laughs> however, you didn't mention that very specific made up word. Uh, so, Josh, I award you one point, and Melanie, I award you zero points. I believe um, it's the supocalypse. The what? The supocalypse? <laughs> yeah. Sure. That might only be related to soup, though. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's when uh it's sort of, I mean since we're on sort of a religious theme, this is where God said to Adam, <laughs> "You need to make uh the world's biggest gravy boat uh <laughs> to survive the coming soup apocalypse." Uh okay. So uh the next uh the next round is uh these these are two genres of music. The first one is dub, and the second one is dubstep. And Josh, you're first. Um, I'm going to go with um, dub, because I'm still not actually 100% sure what dubstep is. <laughs> I don't know what dub is. I know what dubstep is. What's the difference between them? 
Okay, that's that's <laughs> a good question. Um, I have a link to a Yahoo Answers question asking the oh, same good. thing. Um, and it's not really asking the same thing. It just says, don't you hate the people who don't know the difference between dub and dubstep? <laughs> Um, and the top, the best answer is dub equals talking over something else and dubstep equals remix of song. Uh, and I just want to point out that both of these are wrong. <laughs> uh, and the asker says, uh, the asker was the person who chose this answer from all the others. And he says, you were unfortunately the closest to a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, and, uh, I guess because, because you guys aren't necessarily familiar with what these genres are, I'm just going to give you a brief overview. So, dub, um, is a sub-genre of, uh, reggae, Mm -hmm. and it involves, uh, basically sort of putting reverb on things, uh, it's kind of a, a different way of mixing a reggae song, um. Okay. I have an example of a dub song if you guys want to hear it. Sure. Absolutely. Okay. That was okay. a song called uh, Flag Dub by King Tubby. <laughs> Tubby <the> Dub. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally what they should have called this song. Melanie, uh, I'm going to award you one bonus point for, <laughs> for that remark, even before guessing. Um, okay, so... Uh, Let's move on to dubstep. So dubstep is a type of electronic music uh, that is similar to, like, drum and bass. Um, You guys familiar with what that is? Yeah. Okay. Um, The difference being that the bass line, uh, instead of being, like, sort of the normal electronic bass line, um, these have what's called a heavy drop. Um, and all that means is, uh, they make the bass line sound super crazy. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so let me try to find a, a good dubstep song. Um, this is called Doomsday by Nero. And actually, uh, I'm just going to fast forward a little bit here. So that last part there was the bass drop. Right. Um, and I think dubstep has uh, been getting fairly popular in uh, mainstream music, too. Like, are you guys familiar with uh, LMFAO? Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know <laughs> no. any of their music, but I know of them. <laughs> they sing that song, uh, Sexy and I Know It. All right. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, so okay, if you had to choose between those two genres of music, right? Uh, what would you choose? And uh, even though you guys are tied because Melanie got the bonus point, uh, Josh, you're still first. Um, I, I'm still gonna go with my original answer. Um, that that I I would probably say I prefer the dub. All right. Uh, and I don't have any. I don't have any uh, reasoning behind that. Just that, uh, that it feels more like my style. Just... All right. How about you, Melanie? I'm gonna go with dubstep, which is what I would have gone with before I knew what dub was. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, want to point out that uh, isn't it? Didn't it? Wasn't it more of like a sort of an underground European thing for a while before um, it came I over? Mean it... It's definitely been. It, I mean, most electronic music is produced uh, overseas, um, right? And uh, I think you're probably right. It probably did start out as some underground, um, like club music in Europe. Yeah. Or something. Well, <laughs> I want to point out that uh, when In Sync was still together, um, and they had their last album, they were doing dubstep. What? Yeah. Was it good? <laughs> I'm sh- well. I mean, it's like pop dubstep. I mean, it wasn't like uh, well. Probably. Well, I mean, I heard them talking about it. It was probably a watered down version. Yeah, I mean, there's there's lots of sort of like fusion music, <laughs> right. That takes like dubstep elements or right. uh, whatever, like uh, uh, trip hop or something like that. Yeah. Um. So. Are you choosing dubstep because you like electronic <laughs> music or because you hate reggae? <laughs> well, no. I mean, like, uh, if I work out, like, I mean, when I swim, I don't listen to music. But if I work out, like, in a gym, uh, I I enjoy music like dubstep that would sort of, like, make me want to work out harder. So I don't listen to it in my everyday life. I listen to acoustic music. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> But no, I uh, I think it's cool. So okay, uh, Melanie, you you win this one. Yeah. Uh, because I'm gonna admit something. Dubstep is my guilty pleasure. Um, <laughs> I know that it's not like the best music in the world, but you're right. It does kind of have that uh, upbeat, like get you pumped up to go do something. Right. Feeling to it. Um. Also, uh, I should mention that I don't hate reggae. Uh, but we don't have any Jamaican listeners, so <laughs> I feel like uh, it's not going to be too big of a snub if I say dubstep over dub. That was an unintentional rhyme. <laughs> uh, is snub a word? Snub is a word, right? Yeah, it's yep. a word. Okay, snubstep. Um, <laughs> there's a there's a follow-up Yahoo Answers question that I uh, found related to dubstep. I'm just going to read this here. So the question is, do teens study better with dubstep or pop music? Mm. Neither. Um, <laughs> there are a lot of answers to this question, uh, but the best one that I found is dubstep deftly. That could be proven. <laughs> pop music usually is filled with words which can be very distracting. Dubstep is made up 90% of beats, which actually helps you focus on a single task. <laughs> Hmm. Oh, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm going to start saying deftly instead of definitely. <laughs> uh, and then the last answer on this is uh, they both suck. <laughs> That's helpful. <laughs> Uh, okay, Melanie, your um, your uh, last remark about InSync making um, <laughs> dubstep music uh, was a little bit crazy because the next round uh, involves InSync. So, <laughs> <Awesome. laughs> uh, Melanie, you're going to go first on this one since you are now in the lead, one, uh, two to one. Okay. Uh, this is InSync versus Backstreet Boys. Oh, the age-old question. <laughs> Since the 90s. <laughs> well, uh, okay. I, growing up, was a loyal Backstreet Boys girl. Not an NSYNC girl. However, I think NSYNC's music is better. <laughs> <laughs> There were cuter boys in the Backstreet Boys, I thought, um, especially when Justin Timberlake still had that weird hair thing going on. Um, and I came across the Backstreet Boys first, so I felt loyal to them. Um, but I did see both in concert, and uh, I would say NSYNC was better. And partly it's because by the end of their like, you know, like their last like real CDs that they each put out. Um, by then NSYNC was doing cooler stuff. So, uh, so I guess my answer, <sighs> I don't know. I feel like somehow it's less cliche for me to say that I would choose the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> 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 I'm not really sure why that would be the case, but if I'm being honest and I look at their like whole, you know, their whole, whole career, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I I guess I would go with NSYNC. That <laughs> <laughs> was a great noise. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like All if right. I could only listen to one one of them for the rest or of your had, life. Had to had to <laughs> listen to one of them. Uh you're talking about if you had to listen to them now as an adult who's yeah, about to I give mean, birth. Ah, but then there are so many good Backstreet Boys songs. <laughs> <laughs> I just think InSync was better at what they were doing. So, <laughs> okay, so InSync is your final sure. answer. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I feel like uh, I should just give Melanie my vote on this one, also, so that she could take both sides and argue them <laughs> against each other. <laughs> <laughs> um. Because for me, I, I really, I don't have any opinion whatsoever. They, neither of them had, um, any real impact on my life, except that I remember, um, a friend having a, uh, a Backstreet Boys tape. And, uh, I thought that that meant he was cool, but I wasn't <laughs> sure why exactly. <laughs> uh, because I, I was not uh, familiar with their music at all. Uh, and it was immediately after that that I began listening to like Nirvana uh, and Pearl Jam and stuff like that. So, um, and those are sort of anathema to one another. Uh, but if I had a vote, I would say In Sync because uh, their uh, 
their name is just made of uh it's sort of, it looks like it's supposed to be an acronym but it's it's really not <laughs> like uh there was that other band NXS yeah uh-huh. yeah and it, you know if you if you can pull that off just putting letters uh, to make sounds to make words which i really sound stupid because that's what letters do um <laughs> <laughs> then I think uh, that's that's something. That's what I that's what I'm going with. Okay, so you guys both choose NSYNC. Uh, I choose NSYNC slash neither. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well you're both right. It's NSYNC. <laughs> um. And before I go on to to why I'm choosing NSYNC, Melanie, do you remember the Christmas where I told <laughs> you that I bought you a uh, Backstreet Boys CD, the Christmas CD, and it ended up being <laughs> the NSYNC Christmas CD? <laughs> um, I think I do. What was my reaction? I don't remember. I don't remember. I think you were you were a gracious gift receiver <laughs> because I was like I was like oh my god I thought this was the Backstreet Boys one. Aww. I don't know I don't know how I mixed those up. They must have been like right next to each other on the sure in the Best Buy or whatever. Um, and I just assumed that I was grabbing the Backstreet Boys one because I I felt so bad once you, once I opened or once you opened it <laughs> and I saw that it was not Backstreet Boys because oh. I knew there there was like a feud. <laughs> between <laughs> fans of the two boy bands. Right, yeah. Um, and I think you ended up listening to it, and you told me that you liked it. I'm not sure if you actually did or if you are just... I did like it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It sounds that... like uh, that Kyle introduced you to NSYNC. <laughs> well, <laughs> well uh, I, you know, Mom got me um, tickets to see the Backstreet Boys for one Christmas, when we were in San Diego, and I think that was probably the most excited reaction I've ever had to opening a gift ever. <laughs> <laughs> and what happened was Kyle got a PlayStation for Christmas, <laughs> or a PlayStation 2 or something. Yeah. And I knew you were getting it, so I was really excited to see you open it, because Mama told me. And you were, you were like, way excited, too. Um, yeah. And that was, like, a really big Christmas gift. And then Mom gave me mine, and, um, and I opened it, and it was a journal. I still remember it was like a, like a blue suede journal. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I, thanks. <laughs> and then I think, I don't remember, maybe I opened it while you were still like really excited about your gift or something. And so I was like trying to be like, cool. <laughs> but in my mind, I was like, how the hell are a journal <laughs> and a PlayStation the same? And then I think she must have realized that I had opened it and hadn't kept looking i was just like I, I held it up and i was like oh cool thanks mom and then she must have told me that there was more and so i think underneath the journal or something there were two tickets to see the backstreet boys and i'm pretty <laughs> sure i've never made that sound in my life <laughs> and i like jumped up and was like thank you thank you thank you <laughs> um but so that was that was sort of like i was still like definitely like way more into the Backstreet Boys at that point. Um, but then NSYNC came out with their last album shortly after that. So, you know, uh, I remember that Christmas, uh, both because that was the Christmas that I got the PlayStation two. And because I remember your reaction when you opened the journal <laughs> or got the journal <laughs> and I'm sitting there with the PS two in front of me and you're sitting there with the journal. <laughs> 
and you you handled that probably as expertly as anyone could in that situation. <laughs> uh, and then I remember your reaction once you found out that you got the tickets too. I was um, like running around. I was so excited, and I felt so bad because I was like, like clearly, mom wouldn't have done that. First of all, yeah, but. Even if she had, like, like, I just was like, I knew that my face was like, I knew I was like, what the crap, you know? <laughs> but, but uh, you know, but it's Christmas. You should just be happy with whatever you get. But, right. but obviously, mom, mom didn't do that, so. <laughs> uh, okay, so the reason why I picked NSYNC um, is, and actually, I was going to throw a couple of other boy bands that came out around the same time. Uh, there was 98 Degrees, um, and then there was also uh, Together, <laughs> and, but I was afraid that if I put Together on this list, that that was going to be the winner, and they were a fake right. band, so... <laughs> right. <laughs> um, plus me equals us. <laughs> yeah, I know my calculus. <laughs> you plus me equals yeah. us. Um, so... But the reason why I chose NSYNC is because think about all of the people that were in either of those bands uh-huh. and think about the people who are still relevant today. Right. Yeah. It's Justin Timberlake. Yeah. And, uh, and Justin Timberlake, I think is, is really funny and he's a pretty, he's a decent actor. Right. Um, I don't, I'm not a big fan of his music cause that's not really my style of music. But, uh, <laughs> if you guys have ever watched him on like SNL, um, yeah, he he could literally be a cast member on that show. Right. It's so funny. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I yeah. So because NSYNC produced Justin Timberlake, uh, <laughs> that's why I'm going with them. <laughs> Seems like a good enough reason to me. <laughs> that's kind of funny how that can happen. Like Mark Wahlberg is also, I think, a pretty decent actor. Um. But I'm not a fan of his music either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but then it, it also, just because it can happen, you know, doesn't mean it always does. Like, there are a lot of really bad actors who for, her, uh, formerly had a, a singing career. Yeah. That's totally Wasn't he topic. also on um, the Disney Channel, on uh, the Disney Bunch, Brunch, whatever it's called? <laughs> <laughs> Mickey Mouse Club? Yeah. yeah. The Disney brunch, you know. <laughs> Justin, T- I don't think Mark Wahlberg was. No, he, <laughs> no, wasn't. he wasn't. He was already grabbing his crutch by then. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, so I don't know what the score is. Do you guys know? I think it's three to I'm two. Winning. Three to one. <laughs> three to no, two, I right? Point. I got a point on that one. Yeah, yeah. you guys both picked in. Oh, yeah, we both did. Three to two. <laughs> Um, okay, so the next round is, uh, the theme is best song about shooting a gun. And this actually has four options, and I have ranked these. Uh, so you'll get the number of points for, based on the rank. Okay. Um, so the first one is Janie's Got a Gun by Aerosmith. <laughs> That's the first one I thought of. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, the second one is Hey Man, Nice Shot by Filter. Uh, then Pumped Up Kicks by Foster the People. And finally, Hey Joe by Jimi Hendrix. I think I've heard two of those. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard of Janie's Got a Gun and... 
Uh, and the... Hey Joe, the, or, or Pumped Up Kicks. Pumped Up Kicks. Well, do you want me to play a little bit of these songs so that you know yes. what they are? Okay. You guys are both familiar with Janie's Got a Gun, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to Hey Man, Nice Shot by Filter. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to... The reason why I picked this category is because I have a playlist on Spotify called Guns. <laughs> and these are the four... <laughs> these creepy. are creepy. The... <laughs> these are the four songs that are in it. So uh, here is Hey Man, Nice Shot. Um, and let me see if I can just skip to like the middle of this song somewhere. I'm just going to wait until it gets to the iconic part, um, just in case that sways you guys in, in either direction. So that was Hey Man, Nice Shot. Um, Melanie, what was the other one that you mentioned you, you hadn't heard? The you hadn't heard one, but can... the Hendrix one? Well, I may have heard it, but I don't know it off the top of my head. Okay, well, let me play Hey Joe, and then I'll play Pumped Up Kicks, too. Um, I don't know if I can skip any part in this song. Hey Joe! Mostly, uh, where are you going with that gun in your hand? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and I guess the iconic part of that song is he says, I'm gonna shoot my old lady. (laughs) She was probably messing around with another man. (laughs) Alright. Okay. (laughs) And, Melanie, are are you guys both familiar with Pumped Up Kicks by Foster the People? I don't think I am familiar with that one. Okay, well, I'll play that one. It's a newer song, newer than the rest of these. Um, Maybe I can just skip to the part where he talks about shooting things. I think I've heard that. I like that song. <laughs> did you realize that that song was about shooting kids? I did. Okay. <laughs> um. Okay. So out of those four songs, which one would you pick? And remember, these have been pre-ranked, uh, and you'll get the number of points corresponding to whichever song. Okay. Um. I'm probably gonna be wrong, but. Well, wrong according to you. Um, 
<laughs> I would put pumped up kicks first. You don't actually have to rank them if you don't want to. Oh, I don't have <laughs> you, to. You're only you're going to pick one song and you're going to get the number of points for that. But you can uh, rank them if you you can rank them if you want to. I want to rank them. I would put pumped up kicks first. <laughs> okay. I would pick the the second song. The uh, was it filter or something? Filter. Hey man, nice shot. Yeah, that one second. Janie's got a gun third, and Hendrix fourth. Okay. But if I only can pick one, uh-huh. <laughs> if you could only pick one, you, it wouldn't be your first choice. <laughs> yeah, because then I... I have to think more about what Kyle would pick. <laughs> can I can I ask you something real quick, Melanie? How would you how would you guess that I should judge these if you ranked them and I had to compare that to my ranking to see what your score is? <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, I have no idea. You would figure it out. <laughs> Well, I am a super genius. Out with math. <laughs> yeah. No, if I can only pick one song, I would go with Janie's Got a Gun because it's iconic. So okay. if that helps you, then fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I were to rank them, uh, I would say... Um, the Hendrix, and then uh, <laughs> Pumped Up Kicks, and then uh, Janie's Got a Gun, and then Filter. Um, and if I were to pick one out of them all, it would also be the Hendrix. Okay, because, so... Uh, I think it's a much more complex and uh, song that's uh, musically satisfying. Okay. If you like that sort of thing. If you like, if you like satisfaction. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. So Melanie, you picked Janie's got a gun, and Josh, you picked Hey Joe. Yep. Okay, Melanie, you get one point. Boo! That was fourth for you. And Josh, you get two points. Mm. (laughs) Was pumped up kicks right? That would have been three points, but Hey Man, Nice Shot is the best out of those four songs. Um, can I just say something? When I when I was writing these out, and I wrote uh, Janie's Got a Gun, and then I wrote Aerosmith, I accidentally wrote Arrow Shit <laughs> three times before I got it right. Can I just say, though... Uh... <laughs> That's one of the first music videos that I ever saw, and I I think that it like changed my life. <laughs> Janie's got a gun. Yes. <laughs> I, okay. I, before I before I disparage any of these songs, I really like all of these songs, so <laughs> it, it was tough for me to pick, you know, or to rank these. Um, the only reason why I put Janie's got a gun last in this list is because I really don't like Aerosmith. <laughs> Yeah, even even though that's a great and iconic song. Yeah. I don't like Aerosmith that much either, but I do like uh, this song. And Hey Man, Nice Shot isn't the greatest song in the world either. Uh, however, I really like the part where he screams in that song. <laughs> um, so, yeah. You know, that part... Um, it, he says, Hey Man... Does he say, Has a Gun? He just says has gun. Has gun. 
um, for a really long time, I sang that as, hey, man, how's it going? How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> and then, hey, man, have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Which didn't quite mesh with the, uh, hey, nice shot part. <laughs> right. Uh, that would be funny if you thought that was like a basketball song. <laughs> Just about some guys hanging out shooting hoops, man. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, so what? Are you guys tied now? I think so. So, uh, Josh, you got two points on that one, and Melanie, you got one. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, this next one is kind of a. I don't know what the the category here would be, but it has to do with um, things that were once sort of like on top of the music world and are irrelevant now. (laughs) Uh, And so this is corn versus Limp Bizkit. (laughs) (laughs) Who should go Uh, first? uh, who, Who went first to start off the game? What was the first question? Uh, acoustic versus electric. That was me. Yeah, okay, I, so, I did. So, Josh, you can go first on this one. Okay. Um, I'm going to say corn. Um, because I think they actually did some, some pretty, uh, interesting stuff with their music. And, uh, Fred Durst, I mean, he just seems like a giant douche. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, corn. All right. Well, I'm going to also go with corn because judging from, I know that you listened to both of them, as did I, um, but I feel like you were into corn a little longer. <laughs> and also, although the bass player of uh, Lint Biscuit had those weird contacts, uh-huh. <laughs> um, I feel like corn. When I feel like that's something that you would have liked. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> I also agree that Corn did some more interesting things, and they made weirder noises, yeah, <laughs> which I know you're also into. <laughs> you're really uh, playing your audience. <laughs> <laughs> and they had that one video with the bullet that went through the black yeah, material. Yeah, that was pretty cool. The right. light shined in. Uh, and honestly, if I had to choose which one I would listen to right now, I would pick corn over Lip Biscuit. So, corn. Okay. You guys both get a point. Uh, <laughs> you guys both get one once relevant, but now irrelevant point. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there are things that I liked about Lip Biscuit at the time. Um, they sort of ushered in sort of the new, uh, the new popular rock music back in the early 2000s or late 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and Korn did along with them, but Korn was a little later on. Um, and you're right, Melanie, I do like the bassist's <laughs> contacts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was that song, uh, I Did It All for the Nookie, mm-hmm. um, yeah. is a pretty terrible song <laughs> mm-hmm. now that I think about it, but I really liked it at the time. <laughs> um but the reason why I'm Biscuit songs are like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, Limp Biscuit 
recently, and by recently I mean like sometime when I was in uh, college, did a cover of um, uh, Behind Blue Eyes, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Uh, by The Who. Um, and I really don't like it. I don't like it when Limp Biscuit does cover songs of things. <laughs> I like some cover songs, but I don't like any of Limp Biscuit's. Uh, but here's what I like about Corn. Uh, you're right in that they really revel in making weird noises. <laughs> uh, uh, the lead singer of Corn, I can't remember his name, like Jonathan Thomas, maybe? Davis, I think. Jonathan Davis. I don't know. Maybe that's uh, somebody else I'm thinking of. Dave Thomas. Um, <laughs> Dirk? Was it Dirk Thomas? <laughs> yes. It was, it was Dake, Dake Dirk Thomas. Dake Dave. <laughs> Um, he is a bagpipe player. <laughs> yeah, is, he is. Which is already like a weird instrument that makes crazy noises. But also, he was probably the first person to ever make dubstep noises, and he made them with his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also that music video with the bullet flying through things was awesome. So yeah. Uh, so that's why I went with corn. Uh, okay, so you guys are still tied. Uh, Melanie, you can go first on this round. Uh, this is folk versus funk. <laughs> I gotta go with folk. I don't think it's what you might go with. <laughs> but, um, I like folk influences and a lot of acoustic music that I listen to. So... Plus, uh, I like it when people play more than one instrument at one time, like a harmonica and a guitar. <laughs> sure. <laughs> what other instruments can you play at the same time? Well, I guess Not it wouldn't still be. I guess it wouldn't still be folk anymore. But there's a guy uh, who lives here who can do. What does he play, Josh? He plays like a drum, a guitar, and a harmonica at the same time. Yeah. Like with his foot, he plays the drum. Oh, he just like blues. the bass drum. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you could play. You could play two drums. You could. You can use both of your feet. <laughs> that would be totally awesome to have a song where the the guy is <laughs> playing the harmonica, playing the guitar, and then doing just like a blast beat with the double bass drums. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming he doesn't do that. <laughs> no, not exactly. No. But I also like about folk. I like the the storytelling is usually better. Like the lyrics tend to be better. Better than a funk song. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm talking about the storytelling. <laughs> like, they tell stories. So you feel that the storytelling in a folk song is better than the storytelling in a funk song? Yeah, although I don't listen to a lot of funk music, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so your choice is folk. Yes. Or folk. How do you pronounce folk. that word? I think that I think you can say the L. Folk. Mm. Yeah. But I don't think most people do. <laughs> uh, okay, Josh, did you go yet? No. No. Okay. Um, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that while we listen to a lot more folk music, um, than funk music, um, part of that might be because when I listen to music, it's usually Melanie's music in the first place. <laughs> um, but I, I appreciate 
good funk. Um, and and so I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for funk just so that we're no longer tied. Somebody <laughs> named me a good funk song. Uh, play that mon- funky music, white boy. I knew that was the only I almost, one I, could think of. I almost said monkey music. <laughs> yeah, that one's not quite as good. <laughs> it's a little bit like, I thought. Is that is that brick house song also considered funk? Yeah, I'd call that yeah. funk. Yeah. Um, uh, so all the songs you hear at weddings, right? Shout, <laughs> YMCA. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's also uh, I can't. Think of the name of the band. Uh, Parliament Funkadelic. Um, they have that song. Uh, I don't remember. You know what? Let me just find it real quick because you will recognize it. I like a lot of uh, James Brown stuff. And um, of a lot of stuff of that era, I think. That's because you're old. Yeah, that's true. I'm not actually that old. <laughs> but uh, I have some friends who are really into a lot of funk and it's it's uh it's fun music to listen to, I think. It's sort of like the way that Kyle prefers uh dubstep to you know, get you pumped up kind of music. I think funk does does that. <laughs> Clearly I get pumped up in a different way than you guys do. <laughs> Uh, this is maybe a George Clinton song. George Clinton and the P-Funks? Maybe. That's right. He was the mastermind of the Parliament slash Funkadelic Collective during the 1970s. Yeah. He broke up both bands. (laughs) 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 I can't remember the name of this song. Uh, something about, uh, Jungle Love, maybe? Jungle Fever? Jungle Boogie? Jungle Love. By the time. Morris Day in the time. That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I'm going to edit all that other part out. Uh, okay, I found the song. Uh, this is by the band uh, Morris Day in the Time, and the song is called Jungle Love. And we'll see if you guys recognize this. Aren't you already, like, you know, tapping your foot and shaking your head on it? I am. I don't think I've heard this. Really? (laughs) Yeah. There's a part where um, the chorus uh, is, Oh, we, oh, we, oh. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that song sounds awfully similar to that Halloween song. Monster Mash? No. <laughs> um, That's the only Halloween song I know. All right, I know. Wait, Thriller. Wait. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, just part of it made me want to break I'm into about to, Thriller. I'm about to subtract a point from you. <laughs> Is it Thriller? The, what? It's like... Uh, oh. Well, I can't. I can't sing it. I wonder how many times Thriller has been referred to as that Halloween song. <laughs> <laughs> Once. Just now. No, what's the part? Uh, what's the song? It's like, do 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 
Do do do do do do do do do do do do do do do. You don't know that song? Uh, <laughs> do you know who it's by? Is that Thriller? <laughs> I think that, it, thriller? that does sound a little bit like a Michael Jackson song. Um, but also Thriller is like eight minutes long. So yeah, that's Thriller. Yeah, that's it. You're right. That last part that you sang was a part of the song Thriller. That other part is Thriller, too. No, there's a part in the song you just played that sounded like the next part of that song was going to be that part that I sang. Well, I promise you that if I continued with this song, it would not turn into Thriller, unfortunately. Okay, Um, well, can I just say that, uh, so I like a lot of, like, 80s music, which is also very synthetic, um... But I can't stand how artificial that sounded. (laughs) (laughs) They're like using horns and stuff, and that's you think that sounds artificial. It does. Well, was there like a keyboard or something in there? Uh, probably. Probably. probably, Well, okay. Let's listen to another couple songs. (laughs) Yeah, there's that keyboard part that's like. Almost like an organ or something. Yeah. And the drum always sounds exactly the same in all of those songs. Yeah, that's because it's probably electronic. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, this was this came out in 1984, which was like, uh, right in the heyday of um, uh, that sort of initial phase of electronic music, where everyone was like, "Oh yeah, you could just buy a synthesizer instead of having to get together real." <laughs> Uh, musicians. Yeah. Right. Um, okay, so you guys both picked different things, right? Melanie, you picked folk, yeah. and Josh, you picked funk. Yep. Uh, both of these um, can be turned into dirty puns, uh, which is what <laughs> I like about them. <laughs> um, I think, uh, I think the, the funk musicians take advantage of that a lot more than the folk musicians yeah, do. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Like, Let's Get Funked Up, I believe, is a folk song. Uh, yes um so okay probably if you had if i had asked this question uh last year um or maybe year before last year i would have picked funk uh however i seem to have gone through like a folk revival uh phase (laughs) where now i just can't get enough of folk music (laughs) like what kind of folk music um you know, just like real folksy stuff. <laughs> All right, fine. You caught me. I was bullshitting my way through that. Uh, I do. Okay, I do like funk in a certain context, like maybe at a wedding <laughs> or in an '80s movie. Um, right. Sure. And it does have that quality where it makes you want to start kind of tapping your foot and like nodding your head or like uh, uh, swaying or whatever it is you do to a funk song, um, singing along if you happen to know the the lyrics. Uh, but I like I like folk music um, because of the acousticness, uh, which is going to sound weird after the first question <laughs> that we had. Um, and Melanie, I agree with you. It has like a fuller sound because of the acoustic parts, and also I do like the storytelling part. Right. So folk is the answer. And you should um, listen to Josh Ritter. Josh Ritter. 
Yeah, he's pretty good. Didn't he die a couple years ago? No, that's John Ritter. Oh, right. <laughs> and Josh Ritter is not related to him. <laughs> um, okay, also, you should listen to that song, Home, by so-and-so. <laughs> That'll be easy to find. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the Electric Zeros, Magnetic Zeros. Oh, okay. Something like that. I think that's a folk song. Anyway, uh, Melanie, you get a point. Josh, you don't. You don't lose a point. How about we leave it at that? I think that's fair. <laughs> okay. So this is the final question, um, and I hope that you guys are familiar with Outcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> As in, like the way that you're familiar with uh, Thriller. Is this the same way? <laughs> Right, that song was Thriller that I was singing. <laughs> this is that Halloween band. That Halloween band. <laughs> it was on a Halloween tape I had when I was little. Oh, it right. Was. Also, Monster Mash was also on that tape. It was, I know. <laughs> this was like a, it like one side was Halloween or monster themed songs, and the other side was just like uh, scary special effects noises. Yeah. And the Purple People Eaters was on there. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so this is another, uh, another round in which there are multiple answers, and I have ranked them. Okay. Um, so there's three songs. The first one is Ms. Jackson. The second one is Hey Yeah. And the third one is Bombs Over Baghdad. Who goes first? Um, you do because you're. I'm winning. Yeah. Well, mom would be upset if we if I didn't pick Hey Ya. So. (laughs) Mom would be upset. (laughs) Yeah. Is that mom's favorite song? Well, it's the one that we always sing together when we're all three together. Is that the one we always sing together? Yeah. Shake it like a Polaroid picture. Hey ya. Um, Did you rank these wrong? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I may. I mean, I was going to say that I may need to apologize for not remembering that that was <laughs> the song that we all sing together. Um, but uh, okay, so your song is "Hey Yeah." Josh, do you have a decision, <laughs> a choice? Um, I would have said that song just to. Um... Because of what Melanie was going to say, or did say. Uh, but I'm just going to say Bombs Over Baghdad, because I think it's um, I think it's a smarter song. Okay. I'm but dying you guys are... to sing part of Miss Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> I do like that song, too. <laughs> I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so... Fortunately, I ranked these in the right order, <laughs> so as to not uh, to not be disowned. Uh, hey, yeah, uh, <laughs> hey, yeah, uh, Melanie, you get three points for that song. Josh, hey. you get two points for "Bombs Over Baghdad." Um, and despite the fact that I really like Ms. Jackson, it's last. Um, they are all good songs, and I was going yep. through the list of Outcast songs, and literally, I could have put like twenty songs on this list. I didn't realize that they had so many songs like that I've heard of. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, I used to listen to them a lot, actually. Um, and then I did. I stopped. But they do have a lot of good stuff. I like that one that's like, you think you're blank, don't stink. Roses? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I almost put that song on here, too. But I didn't think it made the top three. No, nah, I think you picked the right ones. Uh, I almost didn't put Bombs Over Baghdad on here either, but I really like that song, despite the fact <laughs> that it, I don't think I've ever heard it on the radio or anything. I don't know if they can play it on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other thing about that song, um, Roses, is mm-hmm. uh, I really liked the radio edit of that song, because it's it's fairly short, it's like four minutes. The yeah. non-radio edit is like six minutes. And oh, really? I'm pretty sure that's the song where they they say uh, crazy bitch a couple times. Yeah. Oh. Um, in the non-radio edit version, they literally say that for the two minutes that they cut out in the radio edit. Oh, really? <laughs> it just makes the song drag on way too long. Yeah. Um, and kind of makes the song not as fun to listen to. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Hey Ya is at least my favorite song of Outcasts, and it's really fun to sing to as well. Yeah. Uh, follow-up question for no bonus points. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Andre 3000 or Big Boy? Andre! (laughs) (laughs) Do I have to answer like that? (laughs) Uh, I think Andre too, um... I also think he's an okay actor. Yeah, he's alright. What has he been in? He was in that uh, Four Brothers. Yeah, movie. I was gonna say I thought he was in that movie. Yeah. With Mark Wahlberg and the <laughs> other guy that was hot, and uh... it was a bunch of guys who were in, used to be in bands. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that movie. I knew he I was in a movie were... though. Yeah, he's been in some other stuff. He's in those yeah. Gillette commercials. <laughs> yep. Or at least I think that's Gillette. Could be um, whatever the other brand is. <laughs> 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 the one that's not going to sponsor this show. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, we've been recording this segment for a really long time. Uh, final score. Um, I don't know the scores, but Melanie by two. <laughs> Uh, which I think, um, Melanie, I think that gives you a two to zero lead all yeah. time in this segment, which is a little bit unfair to Josh because Josh, we didn't grow up together. <laughs> uh, but I did try to pick a variety of, of things to talk about in this segment. Um, but I forgot that Hey Yeah by Outcast, uh, is like one of our favorite songs of all time. So I apologize. That's no, okay. I actually knew that, but, uh... I just you, you know, didn't I, well if you had if you had chosen that song there was no chance for you to win right yeah okay and and it wouldn't have felt um as genuine you know coming from me it would have been like an imposter or something <laughs> <laughs> uh okay so that's going to do it for this edition of versus music edition that was a stupid sentence <laughs> uh, it'll uh, it'll be better uh, when we have more music editions <laughs> Yeah, this is Music Edition 1. Literally, we could do probably like 10 Music Editions, because uh, as you could tell, the list was pretty long on this one. So um, 
uh, if you're out there in the audience, you come up if you want to come up with a, an idea for a versus segment or for um, categories in the music edition specifically, um, give us a call or send us an email. Um, go to the website; uh, all of our contact information is there at uh, shamechronicles.com. Um, and we're going to take a little bit of a break, and we'll be right back. All right, we're back. Uh, guys, we're going to close out the show by uh, finally ending our haiku contest. Yay! Yay! Yay. <laughs> uh, um, okay, so basically we've been waiting until we got three contestants, uh, which, <laughs> which is as sad as it sounds. So uh, for everyone who has written in and entered a haiku... Uh, we are eternally grateful, and for those of you who haven't, um, next time we have a contest, uh, get off your lazy ass and, and enter. You have literally no reason not to, unless you don't think that our fabulous prizes are as fabulous as we claim. Um, so, okay, let's get into the final contestant. Um, and, Melanie, uh, this is from our mom. Uh, which... Uh, normally, I think, like in a real contest, we would disqualify <laughs> friends and family. However, uh, <laughs> friends and family are the only people who listen to this podcast, except for the... We have, like, um, somebody in Senegal who has downloaded uh, three gigs worth of our uh, our uh, podcast episodes, uh, which we don't even have that much, so I'm not certain what's going on there. Um, <laughs> but they didn't write in and send us a haiku, so if you're in Senegal... Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I don't even know where Senegal is. But uh, if you're in Senegal, send us an email in Senegalese. That's right, I think. Or whatever. Is that right? I think Senegalese. I, well, now that I'm saying that authoritatively, I don't know, but I think that's right. <laughs> Senegalasalalia. Um, okay, so here is Mom's Haiku. Genuine laughter, joys, memories, and insight... The Shame Chronicles. <laughs> um, and she follows up this haiku uh, with the rest of her email that says, Though my haiku experience was 35 years ago in high school, I gave it a shot. <laughs> I know it isn't funny, but I truly love your podcast. My sister Teresa is also a fan. She Hi, told Teresa. me last week <laughs> she laughs out loud while listening. So keep it up. You're bringing smiles and laughter to those listening. Love, Mom. <laughs> Um, and she sent another email an hour ago that says, sent last week, but from your latest podcast, it didn't make it there? <laughs> I think she meant four, for your latest podcast. Um, Mom, you literally uh, sent us this email, um, like, right before we started recording. And we normally do that on Sunday, so that's why we haven't uh, haven't gotten to yours yet. Um, but also, I just want to say, uh, Aunt Teresa... Uh, you can enter the the haiku contest too, or you could have had it not ended. Um, oh, also, wasn't Aunt Teresa the one that I gave the crappy Christmas gift to? When, <laughs> when we were... <laughs> well, she wouldn't know because that was in the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Aunt Teresa, if you remember getting an awful Christmas gift from me when I was in like first or second grade, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. 
So that concludes the uh, the haiku contest. Um, if you had a haiku ready to go and you just hadn't sent it in yet, uh, tough beans, uh, tough something that can be tough. Um, you you missed your opportunity. We've had this thing running for like five weeks now, um, <laughs> and if you hadn't sent it in by now, uh, you were never going to. So, um, I guess we'll probably have to decide on a on a winner and then the runner ups, and maybe we'll do that uh, and announce the winners next time. Um, but uh, until then, uh, if you just want to uh, send us an email commenting about the show in general or a specific segment or have any ideas for the show. Um, please send us an email. The email address is shamechronicles at gmail.com. The website is shamechronicles.com. You can also send us a voicemail to... uh, Melanie, do you remember the voicemail number? Uh, 740-SHAME. Josh, do you remember? Um, uh, 420... Uh, I, I probably shouldn't do this because I'll be giving out a bad number. Okay. The the area code is 914 <laughs> and then 40 shame. So um, everyone out there, the easiest thing to do is uh, just put that in your phone. Yep. Um, put that uh, put that in your phone as drunk dial or as uh, free pizza or something so that when you are going through your contact list and you notice it, you'll be like, oh, I should probably call that number uh, just to see what it is. Um, and then, uh, you know, that way you'll be ready. At any, if, if any opportunity arises, you can uh, tell us what's happening. Um, we're probably uh, going to have to think long and hard about future contests because of how many uh, entries we got for this one. Um, and I don't want to drag down the show for five weeks talking about <laughs> this contest that will never end. Um, but, uh, if you guys have any ideas out there for something that you might be interested in doing, um, send us, uh, send us an email or send us a voicemail and, uh, we will incorporate that. Um, so guys, is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Well, I was just thinking that maybe people should call in with their confessions of shameful things they've done. Yeah, but, but I mean, if people really will, <laughs> if people won't call in to give us 17 syllables of <laughs> words. <laughs> what makes you think they're going to call in and tell us about something embarrassing that happened to them? To get it off their chests. <laughs> Maybe they okay. just don't like the restrictions of haiku. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So how about this? Um, if you if you have an embarrassing story that you want to get off your chest, something embarrassing that happened to you, or maybe even someone else... Um, <laughs> If you mention in the email that you want it to be anonymous, then I won't read your name. I'll just read the story, and I'll say that it happened to John Doe or Dave Thomas or whoever. Um, <laughs> so uh, so don't feel like there's um, there's going to be any like real-world person out there who recognizes it unless they're familiar with the story, <laughs> um, in which case it's probably not an issue. Um, and we, we will be sure not to mention it. Uh, so, Melanie, I think that's a that's a pretty good idea, and it fits in with the theme of the show. Um, I'm just not sure if anyone's actually going to do it. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we'll definitely think of something to do. Uh, we still want to incorporate the audience um, uh, to make this sort of a fan driven show uh, in some way. 
So uh, we'll be thinking long and hard about what to do next. Uh, but for now, if there's anything that you guys want to say, uh, any comments on the show, um, please leave us a message. Also, if you're out there and you think our show is funny or if, uh, you know, you you feel like it, um, go and rate us on iTunes. Uh, you can rate us, you can leave a review, um, or if you don't feel like doing that, uh, then just tell your friends about it. Um, because the more people who start listening, um, the more likely it is that we'll be forced to continue to do this <laughs> through uh, some feeling of shame. Uh, <laughs> so um, I think that's, that's probably going to do it for this episode. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Thank you.